following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Sunday, August 1st, 2021, Season 17, Episode number 6. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from Oxnard, California. It is Day 11 of Training Camp 2021, presented by American Airlines. Got Dave and Nick with me. And uh, we got 45 minutes of Cowboys talk here with you guys today. The schedule for the day, we got the show here at 9 at uh, 10 a.m. We've got Coach uh, McCarthy. He will have his daily presser. And at 11 o'clock, the uh, team will take the field for their practice for today. It will be, uh, I guess, the the next practice they will have will be on Tuesday. And this is the week that it starts to get a little bit wonky because games start this week. Cowboys will be traveling uh, to Canton, Ohio, uh, to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Hall of Fame game. And uh, don't expect to see a lot of starters, I don't think, for either team, in my opinion. But uh, we'll see how it goes. It'll be good for some of those younger guys, second, third team guys uh, to get in there. We'll talk a little bit more about that on our Tuesday show uh, about some of the things you guys may be looking for. But uh, seven practices are done. you got six more to go. Uh, and let's start first by giving an injury update. Dave, why don't you tell me, uh, looking at the, this team, what are some of the injuries? we got Tyron Smith, Jordan Lewis, Kelvin Joseph. Tell me where they are. Some came back to practice. Some are still not practicing fully. Where are we? Yeah, uh, it's it's tricky because at, at this time of the year, at this point at camp, like guys are sitting out for all kinds of reasons, some not most really not necessarily serious. You know, Tyron has been out quote unquote for two days with elbow tendonitis, but he was out there in full pads and did the compete period reps and did some individual stuff. So, you know, is he hurt or is he Tyron Smith and they just don't want to overwork him? Same thing goes for Zach Martin. You know, somebody on the fence line yesterday was like, Dave, Dave, what's what's wrong with Zach? He's missed two days. Is he okay? And I was like, he's getting in the huddle right now. He's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, so you, I, I didn't know you were giving people personal injury reports. Yeah, the absolutely. Sideline, but you did. No, come you find me in Oxnard, and yeah. I'll let you know. Um, Jordan Lewis mixed back in yesterday. Kelvin Joseph mixed back in yesterday. I haven't seen Bradley and I return. Um, am I forgetting anybody big, Nick? Mm. That's no, that. It's love in the tub. These are well. I mean, a knife for sure. I mean, that, no. Like, Brad Ball. Maybe. Josh, Josh Ball, Ball did leave practice. Uh, McCarthy will probably update that today. But like, I don't get the impression that it's something crazy severe, and that really goes for almost all of these. Like somebody like Bradley and I needs to get on the field because he needs to be making an impression and yeah. be available for preseason games. But by and large. These are all just more knocks and bumps than serious injuries. All right, let's let's uh, let's get some of our observations rolling. Nick, give me an observation from uh, yesterday's practice. Well, I mean, I, I thought that the, the quarterbacks responded a little bit better yesterday. I thought, I thought you know, from now, now we kind of get an idea, okay, you know, Dak's, Dak's not throwing for a couple days, and, and who knows how far that extends into. But I thought Garrett uh, Gilbert settled down a little bit. I thought Cooper Rush – uh, had his his best practice, if, if you will. I mean, I think he's kind of the forgotten guy in this whole rotation. But you know, he's he's actually been a backup to Dak Prescott. 
uh, for a few years and kind of understands the quarterback room and the relationship with him. So, I, I you know, I thought the, the quarterbacks uh, responded and had a better day. They did, but that's the fun thing about training camp is you don't – the play doesn't end when you get sacked, you know. And I thought, I thought the defensive line was impressive yesterday. You know, Tyron Smith didn't do a ton. Zach Martin was mixing in and out, didn't do a ton. Connor McGovern's getting reps. Connor Williams is playing center and guard. Tyler Biotish is running with the ones, but also letting Connor Williams do it. And I thought, you know, Randy Gregory was teeing off on people. Dorrance Armstrong was teeing off on people. Oso Digizua had a couple really impressive reps, as did Quentin Bohana, I believe. Like, it just seemed like they were getting to the quarterback. And the yeah. quarterbacks were – they were making really – like, Cooper Rush made an amazing throw yesterday. But how many of those reps came after they would have been right. sacked in a live situation? And, that, and that's the thing. You know, with, with Gilbert, Cooper Rush, nah, they're, they, they're not the most agile quarterbacks. Dak obviously is and is very strong. One thing I hate, it really annoys me, is when defensive players, especially on the pass rush, get off the line and whatever, and touch the quarterback's waist, and then they're like, ah, sack, sack. Woo. Well, we've seen guys for years. I mean, I've seen, if that's the case, then D-Law would have 36. I mean, like, they in a season. <laughs> like Spencer would have. Right, Spencer. Ebenezer, Ekebon, I mean, right. would be in the ring of honor for right. sure. But, like, that doesn't have It doesn't, you know, they move up in the no, pocket. That's a good point. And so I get it. For a defensive guy, it's like, well, what do you want me to do? You want me, I mean, you want me to hit the guy in this red jersey? I I'd can't love do that. To. So it, it, there's this fine line, but a lot of times we see these defensive guys are like, sack, I would have made the play. That's a good point. I mean, a little corner comes up to Zeke and like, I got you. Yeah. No, he probably would have trucked you. Getting you know? there getting there doesn't mean that you necessarily right. won the rep, but they were, getting there. they were getting there. And it stops the drill, or at least it, it halts the drill a little bit. And we have also talked about the fact that pressures can be just as important as sure. sacks in a lot of instances, and so that would be, in, in that instance, a oh, pressure. Sure. Talk to me a little bit about the <laughs> offensive line because, Dave, you mentioned you mentioned that uh, you know you got all these guys on the offensive line that are kind of moving in and out, some getting reps with certain teams and, and that kind of thing. One thing we've heard from coaches over as long as I've been covering the Cowboys is you, know, you kind of want to find that continuity with your offensive line and you want those guys to work together, that first unit, you want them to work together as much as possible to create that continuity. But what we're seeing in this camp flies in the face of that a bit because they're moving guys around, they're trying to get a little help. And I, I think there's some value in that in seeing, like, can this guy play at this position with the ones or whatever. Talk to me about how you, how you, how you rectify that in your mind of continuity versus – trying to give guys opportunities to see what they can do with in different positions. I asked McCarthy that the other day and I don't he didn't I, don't, I didn't feel like he gave me a very good answer cuz I don't even remember what he said so it couldn't have been that memorable but I'm I'm with you like and you you want to be trying as many combinations and seeing what works and who can play and who can't but like it's important to have you know Offense and defense, like, and they know. didn't play together all that most no, of last which year. So. I wonder if maybe they're scarred by what happened last year. Like, let's get as many guys as yeah. reps as possible in case this happens again. But um, I agree. I agree. Like, you know, continuity is important. Knowing the tendencies and the, you know, the particulars of the guy next to you is important. Um, and they've been mixing and matching a lot, even by training camp standards this year. Um, but I will, you know. It's still, you know, I guess we're into the second week now, but, like, they haven't played a preseason game. I feel like the first 10 to 12 days of training camp is, you know, I mean, they're just, actually, they're not done installing. Like, today's the final install, and I feel like you'll probably 
the further and further we go, especially like when we get back to Frisco, that's when you kind of settle in and you're like, all right, these are the guys that we're counting on. Whereas right now, I think you got a little more freedom to experiment. And frankly, that's at every position right now. You you could see there. I don't think there is a position on the field where you don't see guys working with the first team that aren't yeah. probably going to be on the first team. They've got things all over the place at every yeah. position, right? Yeah, and that's that's a good thing to do because it, I mean that's what happens in in the season, like like we saw last year. And so, uh, you know, offensive line I think is the one group where you do want that mm-hmm. continuity. Other than that, I, I think you know. Luke Gifford has to go in there and play and play next to Leighton Van Der Esch or play next to Jalen. I mean, D-line, I mean, same thing. You, you never know what happens. And that's a great way to evaluate a young corner, a Reggie Robinson or somebody all of a sudden is running with some ones. It's like he doesn't look that much different than the other guys or he looks way different, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, it's most important on the offensive line, but I still think – you want guys who know each other working. You know, you want your safety Safeties. to kind of know his cornerback. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. defensive linemen, like knowing how to run twists and stunts and all of the fun games that they do and kind of feeling each other out. I think that's important, which if they're still if they're still rotating this much when we get back to Frisco, I think that'll be weird. And I would even say I would be alarmed by that. But out here whatever unless they plan to get into the season and that's how they're going to play they're going to constantly be rotating guys which again will be a different thing than we've which, seen you've seen that in some positions but not at all positions if that's their plan then you know because i do get the impression that linebacker we might well, see that we might see a lot of shuffling of guys in and out and my you know my line all you know three to play two at linebacker uh-huh. but like this uh-huh. defense feels like it's going to be 15 to play 11 you know yeah. like yeah. there's going to be yeah and Defense doesn't bother me as much, but, like, the offensive line in particular, you know, and, and I get it. Connor Williams needs reps if he's going to be the second-string center. Joe Looney is a New York Giant now. I guess we should bring that up. So we've been sitting here. You know, we were joking. Kellen Moore, like, two days ago said, Joe's not with us right now. And we were like, are you right saying now? he might be? <laughs> right now? So I guess that's not going to happen. So yeah. I get it. Guys need the reps, but – but I would like to see a little more continuity as we get closer to the real stuff. All right, so talking about the quarterbacks, I want you guys to, based upon what you've seen so far, obviously we know Dak is the starter, put them in in order uh, of the way you think they should be. Not the way they are right now or the way you think coaches view them. Based on what you've seen, how would you order that second through fourth uh, quarterback? Nick? Gilbert, Rush, Danucci. But that doesn't mean those are your three. Yep. Because um, if if I think to keep on the I, – I think Gilbert would be your number two. I think you cut the other two, and I think Danucci's the one I keep on the practice one. Yeah, I think I agree with But you. I don't think – I'm, I'm sorry to cut oh, you off, but okay. I just don't think that, you know, if you had to play in a game, I would play Rush over Danucci. I, I, I think I agree with that, yeah. although, like – Rush looked good yesterday, but has he looked no, good any no, other day? Yeah, I think it might be a little bit of recency bias. Was it also because maybe he's getting more reps now and he's working in a True. little bit? Yeah, more? for sure. And and he had back tightness, so yeah. he missed two days of practice. That yeah. might be why. But and like Danucci doesn't look terrible, but it, it can be spotty. I yeah. mean, a, a, for for a lot of reasons. Like the play breaks down a lot when he's in there. There's some accuracy issues. He has trouble getting it over the defensive line sometimes. If he is in the pocket, 
Um, so it's it's not awful, but I just it's very spotty. He's a scout team type of quarterback, though. And yeah, that's why. I mean, he no, he's, he's got he's a athletic. Yeah. And yeah. He, you know, I'm not saying he'll be. Hey, you're playing Arizona. You're Kyler Murray. I'm not saying he could do <laughs> that, but, but there's not many that on the team that can. But he gives you a little bit of more of a mobility type guy. And you know. I think it, it's easy for me to imagine Danucci being on the practice squad, whereas I think. If if Cooper gets cut at the end of this camp, I think that's probably it. For his career? For his career here, at least. I don't I mean, yeah. he's been in the league since 2017. Played like... He's been in... He's gotten into, like, two games, both of which were, like, well over with by the time he got in there. And the, you know, his... Jason Garrett, his coach who brought him in as an undrafted free agent and loves him, let him go from New York. Yeah. So, I, I'm, you know, I don't know. Maybe not, but... It's easier for me to imagine but, Danucci being here than Cooper Rush. But, you know, when that waiver wire hit, the first time that, that you know, a bunch of quarterbacks hit the waiver wire, it'll, I mean, it, all of them are going to be evaluated against them, Garrett, Gilbert included. And and the biggest thing there is just availability to learn the offense and play. Like, you know, do you want to get this guy? Is he better than Gilbert? Yeah, he might be, but the, he doesn't know this offense right now. And so, I don't, you know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what that happens. They've tried. They've tried to find guys, and they haven't yet. Lake Bortles would be here if I, if anybody gave a damn about my opinion, but they don't. Over, over the last few days, uh, have you seen anything since he's been running with the ones? Have you seen anything with, from Garrett Gilbert that gives you more confidence than you had maybe before camp began that he, let's assume that Dak is down for four games, that he could at least get you to a 500 record in that time that, that Dak's out? I think my opinion of him is exactly the same. Yeah, which is too. like, I don't feel great about it, but I don't feel awful. Like he doesn't, he doesn't look lost out there. It's it's easy to forget because he's only started one NFL game, which was last year. He's been he didn't playing look horrible in that game. Though. No, no, he did no, but he's been playing pro football for a long time. I mean, he left, he got out of college and like he was twenty. He was on the Patriots Super Bowl team that beat the Seahawks. That's how long mm-hmm. he's been playing pro football, and he was the. He was like the MVP of the Alliance of American Football for however many weeks that lasted. Like he was great in that league, um, and so and he was Baker Mayfield's backup for a year. Um, so he's he he shouldn't be lost out there, and he definitely isn't, especially having had a year to get acclimated and understand the offense. So you know he he's not dicing the defense up by any means, but he he doesn't look awful. So it's just I I feel the same. Yeah, I saw him yesterday in practice. There was a couple of throws I saw him make. I was like, oh, wow. And then there was one play where I think it was Cedric Wilson was in the end zone and by himself, and he just oh. completely overthrew him. And oh, it's those, oh. And those are the moments where it's like, eh. You, you're like, I want to give him the benefit. I want to say he's like he'll be fine. And then you have those moments where you're like, you can't miss that kind of throw, mm-hmm. right? He had a, ga- a game winner in the two-minute, like last play of the game. They're down by six. He hit Cedric on a post for the game-winning score, mm-hmm. and I was all—I was impressed and yeah. kind of juiced up. And then I went back and looked at my phone's video, and he, Cedric was matched up on Micah Parsons, which, like, I mean, that's the defense's fault, but yeah. kind of a pitch. Micah, I mean, Micah's been catch. okay. He's been okay, he but yeah, he's not. Yeah, he should be covering him downfield. Right? I mean, it, which hey, they got him into a bad matchup. Good for them, but. Yeah. It was kind of less impressive when I realized. I was like, oh, yeah, well, you should be able to find him if he's going against the linebacker. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I'm going to talk defense. We're going to focus in on the defense. I went and identified four areas of defensive play uh, that I think are most um, 
representative of good defenses. Those that do well in these categories tend to be good defenses and tend to be on good teams. And uh, we're going to talk about those and talk about where the Cowboys rank in those areas and where we think the Cowboys may be able to get better in some of these areas or if they can get better in some of these areas heading into the 2021 season. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Have you got the gear you need for training camp 2021? You can score classics like your favorite player jerseys, tees, and hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories. The Pro Shop has more Cowboys gear than anyone in the game. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or online at shopdallascowboys.com. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break, live from the Oxnard, California. Uh, we are talking about defense now. We're going to jump into this conversation on defense. What I want to do is there are four different areas that I've identified as the key indicators of good defense in the NFL. Um, let's start first with stopping the run, run defense. Uh, last year, the top five uh, run defenses in the league, all of them won at least 10 games. Dallas, you guys want to guess where Dallas was ranked? 31st. 31st. 158.9 yards per game, I believe. Exactly. Question for you guys. How much of a problem was it for this team, and what are they counting on this year in order that they will, in order to be better than they were last year? It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, they won six games. It was fine. Well, there are a lot of things that could be a part of that, but how well, much of a problem was that in the context of all the other things that were going wrong? I mean, it's, it's the Garrett says it. It's line one in anything. Pro, pro, college, high school, junior high, stop the run. Mm-hmm. Stop the run. That's the, the teams are going to try to run the ball. And if you can't do it, then that means that you're not physically strong enough to handle it you know, in the trenches. 
you don't. I mean, it doesn't matter if you got these fast guys around the edge that can get sacks. If they can't hold up and block, I mean, that's that's how. That's why a six A high school team is going to beat a one A team every time. They got bigger guys up front, and they're going to dominate you on the line of scrimmage. And it's, it's same with the NFL. It's a passing league, and you know I love the analytics side of football and throw it, throw it, and early and often I get it. I'm I'm down with that. But we learned last year. If you can't stop the run and everybody knows you can't stop the run, that's almost all that matters. Like, you're so screwed. It, I mean, they were so bad. Two different 300-yard rushing performances. I mean, we said it all last year. Like, high school defenses handled the fundamentals of stopping the run better than the Dallas Cowboys did last year. That's not an exaggeration. And, I mean, you, you, you can't win. You cannot win if the other team just knows that they can run it down your throat whenever they want to. And I think they face four of the top five backs in the league this year. This year. I mean, I know Derrick Henry, you know, put him in there and whatever. I'm, I'm, they got Kamara. They got uh, Saquon twice, Dalvin Cook again. McCaffrey's not bad. McCaffrey's pretty damn good. Not bad. That's good, put it. <laughs> uh, hey, if shoot, if the playoff version of Leonard Fournette shows up on yeah, night, number true. one, that's yeah. going to be a problem. Run, yeah, I mean, yeah. that – the way that they they run the ball, you, I mean, it doesn't matter who it is. I mean, you know, Jones as the yeah. other guy. They yeah. but they both of them are good. They're yeah. efficient enough that they're going to run it. And you know, you got to stop the Clyde, Clyde Edwards Elaire. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go through the whole thing. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mary Jones, Drew. Yeah, it's your guy. It's your guy forever. But I, I mean, like, it, and I get my point is, it's it's Jacobs, easy. Raiders. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, I didn't He's even think about him, but yeah, he is good. He it's is good. easy to overlook that because you know most NFL teams are at least decent at it. You know, I mean, the Cowboys have never the Cowboys have not had an elite defense in the entire time that I've worked here. But more often than not, you're not going into the game like really. You're like, yeah, I mean, they might be able to run the ball, but it's not going to be crazy. I mean, last year I've never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable, and so. The bad part is you're not going to have a winning record playing defense like that. But the good part is it shouldn't be that hard to improve from that. I mean, yeah. that's how bad it was. And that, you know, you can see the blueprint in front of you. Uh, they bolstered the linebacker crew, and the, the defensive line is enormous compared to what we've been used to. I mean, Rod Marinelli loved those. Think about the guys that played defensive line for this team over the last five years. Like, he loves the undersized three techniques, but, you know. Awesome, you know, fun guy, underrated player maybe, but Antoine Woods was tiny by defensive lineman standards. That is not the case here. I wrote a note about it yesterday. I mean, Bohana's 6'4", 330. Brent Urban's 6'7", 310. Carlos Watkin is, is 6'4", 310, something like that. I mean, these guys are enormous, and they're long too. And so putting that much beef in front of these linebackers and ho hoping that cleans them up to make more plays, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do. Think it'll work? You think they'll be better stop and run this year? It, I do. It will work in the sense, like they will be, be better. better. They will not give up 160 yards per game. I I refuse to be like Dan Quinn's been doing this for too long, and I know his defenses haven't weren't amazing in Atlanta, but they're going back to something these guys are more familiar with, and I think they have a little bit more talent. I'm not saying they're going to be top ten, but they have to be better. There's no way they can be worse. It definitely. I think the scheme will be there. I think they'll play more downhill. They'll put the the linebackers will be closer. I think you got physical players now. You got physical safeties. Um, yeah, I do think that, that they're going to be a better run-stopping uh, team, and and I and I think that's important when you look at the quarterbacks that they face this year. Uh, they face better running backs than they face quarterbacks, and I know that they face the top two in the league, 
and a two and that were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But after that, it, there's a considerable drop-off. You have quarterbacks that are good. They don't necessarily scare you all the time. Um, not, not as much as the running backs. I think stopping the runs way more important. Yeah, you made that point to me the other day, and I, was, I had to take a second and think about it because you do. You, you immediately think the top two quarterbacks yeah. in the league, arguably, that you got you know, during this season, and you don't think about all the rest, and you're like, yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are pretty good. There are a lot of quarterbacks that you even think are ascending. I don't but think when you face. You so don't yeah. face another top eight quarterback. And I say eight because even though ten is what people like to say, I think eight is if you ask people the top eight quarterbacks in the league, I think you wouldn't get a lot of different answers. I think after eight is where it starts to get a little different. And I don't, they, don't, they don't face any other top eight except for Brady and, and Mahomes, which is big. And they have a top eight, which – so in all but two games, you probably and, give and the Cowboys win the, the quarterback. Oh, they, they yeah. face the top eight in Dak, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Same, yeah. yeah. So in 15 of the 17 – there's, you'll feel pretty confident that the Cowboys have the better quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave and and that's I, pretty impressive. Yeah. Dave and I were talking about that. You know, I, I think when you're ranking quarterbacks, I think there's four at the top because we judge them by winning Super Bowls, and four of them have won, and they're playing at a high level. I don't judge Roethlisberger anymore like that. He's yeah. on the downslope. But, you know, after, after you know, Rodgers, Wilson, Mahomes, and Brady, and not in that order, but those yeah. four. And then you got another four guys that are just right there that are just, if they have a big year, they, they jump into it. They and get a little help from Dak, their teams, yeah. Roger. I mean, Dak. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Dak, Jackson, Allen. Lamar, Jackson, Allen. We, we don't know even what to do with yeah, Watson. Deshaun Watson, Watson. right now. But, yeah, but the, he should be in that list if he's four. playing. If yes. he's playing. And then, sure. and, then it's a, then, and then you got veteran guys, Matt Ryan, which the Cowboys do face. Yeah, and then you got those ascending guys. Like, you don't know what's going to happen with the guy. Yeah, with guys like Baker, with guys like Kyler Murray, with guys yeah. like, you know. Right it, there. there. There's a lot of those guys that are kind of right there on that cusp of, of taking that next step. We'll see if they do it this year or but not. But the, the thing about Kyler Murray, then I think on our list when we rank top, Ten quarterbacks on the schedule, you know they put we put Dak third because he's a, you know obviously in the game. I think Murray was fourth. I have to go back and look. Justin Herbert might have jumped. Herbert in there. is another guy that could have yeah. a really great year. Yeah, but but the thing about Murray is that I mean he he dominated the Cowboys in that game because they Absolutely couldn't stop did. him. They couldn't yep. get him on the ground. We had Murray fourth. I, well, I I don't. Who else? <laughs> I don't. I'm yeah. I, I mean we're getting off the rails Matt here Ryan? a little bit. Is Stafford on the schedule this year? The Rams aren't on the schedule this year. Okay. Cousins? Yeah, they wouldn't yeah. be up there I would take high. I would take Murray over both of those guys. William's over there. William, I'll rank him. Well, He's busy. All right, let's move on to the We're in the weeds <laughs> we right are. now. Let's go on to the next, uh, the next area on defense that I identified, sacks. Uh, three of the top five uh, in the NFL had uh, ten wins or more. Uh, Dallas was tied for 20th last year. How important are sacks for a defense to be successful? Yeah, they're, they're. In, 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 it, uh, and the reason for the pause is like we've gone, you know, this is the argument we've used to defend Tank for two years is like there's way more to it than whether or not you're getting him on the ground. Pressures are important, moving him off his spot, forcing bad throws. So, uh, you know, the pure number of sacks maybe doesn't define how good you are if you're getting there. But if you're top five, six in the league in sacks, your defense is probably pretty good. I mean, like, I don't, I guess maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth there. Like, I think you can be good without them, but it's nice to have them, I guess. Well, yeah, it's the difference of getting into the red zone and getting a field goal or getting a touchdown. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's nice to be moving the ball. It's nice to be able to get pressure and do that. But at some point, you need to actually get the guy on the ground. That gets them off the field. And a lot of times, it causes a fumble as well. It pushes it back even more. Don't even It's fourth down. 
it, you know, it's fourth and probably 14, 15 field position as well. You know, it could be third and five, and you and you rush the quarterback, he throws it away, and it's fourth and five. You guys still worry about a, a fake punt and all that. You drop him for an eight-yard loss, and <laughs> maybe he's hurt, maybe he fumbled. That pushes him back even more. I mean, so yeah, it's a it's a big difference in in the play, and it's just it's just a good play versus a great play, and I think. That's what makes a you have an elite team. You got to get yeah. to the quarterback. How many? They, how many? How many they have last year? You, did you look that up? Uh, I did, but I don't have it on. Oh, right sorry. Now. Yeah, silly me. Uh, here's another question though. But how 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 much does Randy Gregory improve the pass rush over Alden Smith, and in what ways? I saw you put that on there when you sent us the rundown, and like, can we answer that? Can we truly answer that I don't know. right I mean, now? You tell I mean, me. Like, I love Randy, and I'm so excited for what isn't. But he said it yesterday. He was like, a lot of people are talking about how awesome I am, and I I don't feel like I've proved a whole lot. And as much as I'm rooting for him, he's kind of right. I yeah. mean, he's had, he's had like, one season that uh, – yeah, not even his rookie year because he twisted his ankle his rookie year. Like, he's had one season where he played more than 12 games, I think. And, like, it was a solid season. He had five or six sacks, and I think he's a better run defender than he gets credit for. And to be, you know, Alden Smith was kind of similar last year coming off of a five-year absence from playing pro football. Um, so I don't, I don't know that he – I don't know how big of an improvement he is right was now. Was there an appreciable difference between – because in the first half of the season, Alden Smith was probably getting more opportunities. Right, and Randy and started Randy, taking him away. Half, he started, so did you see an appreciable difference between the first half with Alden and the second half with Randy? No. Not really, but I mean, I don't think Alden Smith really had that great of a season. I don't. I think he had. I think he wore a few down. good games early. He put, He had three sacks in the Seattle game. Yeah. One of them he touched Wilson when he fell, and that's a sack. Yeah, counts. I mean, this team needs it. But I don't think you know it wasn't like just you know D Ware you know just taking over a game. He I finished think, with five and a half, I think, right? So, yeah, and, and four, three, I think yeah, four of those four, came four, in the first four month very of the early. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he wore down a little bit, and, and Gregory took some of his snaps. Uh, I think his story was, you know, that's what we, we remembered, was like, wow, what, just being here is, is awesome. But it wasn't the impact that Robert Quinn made on the other side from mm. two years ago, and that's something that was not replaced last year, and that, that's, that's where they need to get to. I'll take Randy's potential. No doubt. I'll, I'll take that 10 times out of 10, but I'm not ready to say, you know, I, at the end of the day, he's still got to prove it. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about points allowed. We're going to talk about takeaways, takeaways being a big topic of conversation for this coaching staff and an emphasis for them. We'll talk about when they come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. 
New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Don't miss your chance to see a Cowboys game at AT&T Stadium this season. Limited number of single game standing room only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at dallascowboys.com slash tickets. All right. We're uh, back. It's the final segment of the break life from Oxnard, California. Uh, we're at the 2021 Cowboys training camp. Remember, there will be a practice today at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So if you're in the area and want to come out, you might want to get here early because uh, there yesterday was there's insane. Been, there's been a lot of people coming Bring out and there cash. is a cap uh, on the number of people that are allowed in. So make sure you come out early if you want to make sure you get in. And by the way, yeah, to parking $40 for people that might be figuring that out. Don't want you to get out here and not have your, your money yeah, ready. Get so some cash. Um, so, yeah, well, let's get back to it. We're talking about defense. The next category I want to talk about is points allowed. In my opinion, this is the most important. Uh, and in my opinion, it should be what, we, what, what should be used at, in, as the, you know, when you talk about total defense, when you talk about the best defense in the league, right now they use actual yards. I think points allowed is a better indicator just because at the end of the day, that's kind of the point of it. You give up less points, you win the game. But either way, um, last year, five of the top six had 10 or more wins in points allowed. Uh, 18 to 21 points per game is what those teams were giving up. Dallas was 28th, giving up 29.6, almost 30 points per game. What was the biggest reason for the Cowboys giving up so many points last year? They sucked. <laughs> is that too Such simple? great analysis by uh, our own Dave Hillman. Did, did you, wa- did you watch no, the games? Yes, did yes. you see? I did, did watch. Did you see the receipt? I just, I'll note, like the Arizona game. I mean, well, I could think of 18 different moments, like the obviously the Cleveland game, but like Arizona, just Christian Kirk, just 18 yards behind the nearest DB. I think Kyler Murray only completed nine passes in that game, but he threw for like 280 and two touchdowns or something yeah. stupid like that. That's the number of like untouched touchdowns that happened last year was pathetic. So and do you think that was the biggest problem with this defense? Yeah. That's the question. That yes. was the biggest problem. Okay. Well, yeah. Any sorry, real quick. Any like any success that this defense had during the Rod era was because they didn't do that. They didn't I mean obviously over the course of 8 years they did, but by and large they didn't allow the 40, 50, 60 yard bust. They made you drive down the field and you know, death by paper cut and, and buckle down and try to force a field goal. And, it, you know, 2018, 20, it worked. And it worked three out of the eight years that Rod was here. Uh, and last year, no. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I've never seen so many, like, 
not just touchdowns, but bust touchdowns, just like just giving free points to the defense. Couldn't stop the run, couldn't stop the big play, like. They yeah. didn't really stop much of anything. No. It's not that hard to analyze why they were yeah. bad. That's yeah. what I like. That's no. why they sucked. Is good analysis because it was unlike <laughs> anything I've ever seen. They, I mean, Nick, I'm yeah, sorry. same. They couldn't give up big plays. Seattle game's the one for me because they couldn't stop them. And even when though Dak um, got them back in that game and they, you know, they fought back into it, they were never going to stop Russell Wilson ever. Fourth down, they have a chance to get off the field and they can't do it. You know, it, whether it's Lockett, whether it was Metcalf, whether it was. Wilson himself, I mean, that was a game I just was like, you can be in this. You feel like you're in it, but you're really not. And you're not going to win it because you can't, you can't get off the field and you certainly can't give up the big plays. I mean, the safety position, that's why, you, that's why everybody other than George Teague and Darren Woodson have been signed here this offseason because, <laughs> because they got to fix that. You know, Xavier Woods was, was a – he wasn't a good football player last year. At all. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sixth-round pick, and we'll see if he develops into something. And I think he had a good rookie year. But I think it got worse and worse for him. I saw bad angles. I saw – it just – he wasn't the only guy. He wasn't yeah. the only guy. Diggs, we love the arrow going up for him. But man, he struggled. He gave up a lot, yeah. And just you throw you throw Kelvin Joseph out there, he's, he's going to struggle too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what rookies are – they do. I mean, it's going to be tough, but – you hope you kind of surround him with some other players. I think Anthony Brown is having a pretty solid camp. Yeah. You know, he, he makes yeah. some makes some good plays here. He's just a solid player. He's not the guy that people want to be the starter here. You know, and all that they want somebody that's more flashy. But he's I mean, he's solid. He's going to be hard to take out of the starting lineup yeah. when you consider that, and then the versatility to do two different jobs. Yeah, I, I expect him to start at least at the outset of the season. All right, let's move on to takeaways. Dallas is tied for seventh, something I thought was kind of interesting. I didn't even remember that uh, with 23 takeaways. Most of that came in the second half of the season. Uh, There were five games where they had two or more takeaways last year, and they won four of the five. Takeaways, very important stat, I think, from the standpoint of overall winning. My question for you is, uh, why were they so much better in the second half, do you think, than the first half? Quarterbacks that they faced were not very good. I think that's a big, big part of it. I don't think any of those quarterbacks. And I'd love to see those four of those five games, but I'm gonna guess Nick Mullins, Jalen Hurts, Daniel Jones, Brandon Allen, Brandon Allen, and then the the big one, which I love to say, because it's Carson Wentz. They had four on him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, they, they. Alex Smith. They lost that game though, right? Yeah, they still yeah. Oh, got yeah. four. Of yeah, that was the however five. many yeah. they had. Yeah, yeah. so. Carson Wentz was awful last year. He was yeah. one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. So and he's hurt right now. Yeah, which yeah. so I mean he you know you don't think of him in the same vein as a Brandon Allen or a Nick Mullins because of where he was drafted, but he was terrible and yeah. they got a lot of ta- takeaways. So. I mean Lamar Jackson played in that in, in down the stretch. I think he threw a pick to him as well. Now he also Anthony to Anthony Brown. Yeah, yeah. He, he ran it. He ran all over the place. Well, too, sure. So. But but yeah, I mean, I thought uh, the second half of the season, I thought it was quarterback play was part of it. I mean, they they were more aggressive, and down Dondron Wilson was really coming into his own more. Yeah. He was a part of those. Uh, so D Law was playing well too. You know, D, let's let's don't just put it all on the quarterback. D Law, I thought was playing very well down the stretch, and that he helped some of those turnovers. He forced a fumble against Forty ers I believe, and so so yeah, I think it was just a combination of playing teams that weren't as good. Playing quarterbacks that really weren't that good, and then also kind of getting after their ass a little bit more. 
It was Darian Thompson that picked off Jackson. I'm sorry. My memory's not as yeah, good as I it got used to be. Tipped up in the air. So if you guys are going to pick one of these areas where you feel certain the Cowboys will be better, that's either run defense, sacks, points allowed, or takeaways, which is it? Run defense. Just and I'm sorry if that's not bold, but it's just the it's the easiest it's the easiest thing to fix. <laughs> it's um, 160 uh, yards a game. Yeah. It's the, uh, I mean the, and they've done they've done sacks. a lot. They've done a lot. They drafted Parsons. They drafted Osa and uh, Golston. I know he's not practicing. Whatever. Um, you know, they all like most of their primary free agency acquisitions were defensive tackles. Uh, you know, Gallimore is one of the big exciting names at this camp. And then you know you've got a great run defender and tank. Yeah, I think they'll be. I think, I think they'll be significantly better. And again, I'm not saying top ten, but like. You know, I think they could crack crack the top twenty, maybe. Maybe that's too ambitious, but I think they can. I think they'll be better in sacks. I think they will be top ten in the league in sacks. I think that's what uh, Dan Quinn prides himself on. I think with the way Mark Micah Parsons is is going to be blitzing, the way Jalen Smith is going to be blitzing more. Um, I just think there's going to be more of an attack to kind of get to the quarterback, even more than we've seen. I think you'll see more sacks. That's probably something we haven't mentioned often enough is that they are blitzing. Pretty frequently, but obviously Micah and Jalen are doing it. But like uh, Darian Thompson and Anthony Brown, and you know these these DBs are taking turns. I think Mukwamu and Jaron Curse as well. They're co- you know they're coming out of the slot, and and that's why defense can look better in practice. Yeah. Because what the things you would do when people are blitzing, blitzing, you can you can kind of change the play, gash them, do it, pop them with the draw. Well, you run a draw here to Zeke or Pollard, and they get through the line, and they put their hand on their shoulder, and they're like, tackle. But that's not bringing Zeke down. It's not even bringing Pollard down, you know. And they can get 15, 20 yards. It's like, well, don't blitz. Don't do that crap again. Mm-hmm. But in a practice like this, they kind of blow the whistle. They stop it, you know. And so it, you can't – team. I mean, defenses don't really get punished for blitzing as much in a practice like this where you can really hurt them in a game. So that's why I think sometimes it's – a little too early to say defense one or, you know, and you can make the same case for the offense too, that the offense sits there for eight seconds and throws and stuff like that. So it, it, it's a great evaluation. It's great to be out here, but sometimes there's holes in the evaluation. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. I wanted real quick before we end the show, I have a few, uh, few uh, players I want to throw out in our, I can I get around segment. Basically the object here is I'm going to throw out a name. You guys are going to talk about that player a little bit, give people insight on what you've seen from them, what your thoughts are on them throughout this first portion of training camp. Let's do first, let's move to Israel Mukwamu, uh, who is a rookie rookie safety six-round draft pick out of South Carolina. Dave, go. I like him. Uh, I think the odds are really stacked against him, I think, just because of where he was drafted and how many DBs are in this secondary, but... I mean, when him and Nashawn Wright are standing next to each other, I mean, it's like freaking California redwood forest or something. They're so tall and so long. Um, but he's he's he seems like he's got a knack for being where the ball is. Like he's he's had a couple picks in practice. He's jumped a couple routes, and when he hasn't, he's at least gotten his hands on it. I'm positive he's you know he he's a rookie. I'm sure he's made plenty of mistakes. He's not perfect, but he's disruptive and. Uh, versatile because he, he played corner in college and I haven't seen him play outside at camp, but they've brought him down into the slot. Um, they've blitzed him from there, but they've played him in coverage there as well. So he's, he's been fun to watch. Like I said, I, you know, 
I don't feel good about his chances of being on the team, just not because of anything against him, but just there's so many like veteran bodies in front of him. But I think he's looked good. Yeah, I think a year from now we're going to talk about Mukwamu is playing two games in 2021 and 15 inactives on the team, inactive most of the time. You think they can get him? They'll have him on practice squad, is no? Idea? Or you think he's going to make the active roster? If he makes the team, he's inactive. They can't get him to the games. That's okay. what I think. Although, which and this is cheating. And I, you know, the fifty-three is what matters, but the rules are going to be similar. I think, like they haven't, moving guys they haven't there. ironed it all out in terms of like, can you move guys off the practice squad the day of the game? I don't know, but the practice squad is going to be fifteen players. We should know by now that the vast majority of their cuts are going to clear waivers. Almost nobody ever gets claimed. Um, so even if he gets cut, I think he's got a great, great opportunity to be here. I mean, he he will be here if he. Even if he gets cut, he'll be here as long as he doesn't get claimed by somebody else. I definitely think that. All right, let's get one more player here. Uh, Justin Hamilton, fourth round. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, fourth year defensive tackle. He was a 2020 free agent that the Cowboys signed. Go, Nick. Uh, not been impressive to me. Can't remember a lot of plays other than getting thrown by Isaac Alarcon, uh, and that's not a great thing. So um, he's still learning how to play football. Uh, so he kind of threw him around the other day. I was in a drill, surprised to see that. I mean, I, I think Bohanna is better. Um, I think when you look at Watkins, Urban, um, Odigizua, I think Tristan Hill will come back. I think when you talk about training camp bodies, that's what Justin Hamilton is. He's been around for a long time. He, he understands the business a little bit. He's a big guy, but I don't think his chances of making the team are very high at all. I don't disagree with you. Except for the fact that the defensive coordinator shouted him out by name the other day, and that maybe that's an element of what they see in the meetings is a lot different. Because I mean, maybe. he's he's a big he's a big fatty. His job is to clog things up and make life difficult for everybody else. So that doesn't translate to what we see. And I'm not talking trash on you because I I haven't seen him doing anything said, yeah, either. But Dan, said. <laughs> Dan Quinn was like he was like you know. I knew that Urban and Watkins, I knew what they could do. But, you know, you get out here and you see Hamilton's, like, stuffing things up and blocking the run. So if the defensive coordinator brings you up without being prompted that's at a press true. conference, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. So, And the other thing to note is yesterday I noticed he was out there running with the, the ones. Again, yeah. we, that happens right now. You can't really put anything on who's running where. I do think, though, it is worth noting that he's getting opportunities. That's the point. He is getting opportunities, and we'll see where that all lands. He, yeah. just, he has a game that does not translate to the way that we watch practice. Like, if we could sit down in their meeting rooms and mm-hmm. watch the, you know, the, the zoom in on the lines and see how he's doing. Yep. It watching might be, film would matter. Yeah, it might yeah. be a different yeah. story, but it just doesn't translate to the watching. One thing about defensive tackle, when you look at other positions and you think preseason games, who's going to get in there? What are the starters going to play? Defensive tackle is one of those where the starters, even if it's a Gallimore, even if it's a, a Diggie Zua, those are players that are going to you want to play. They yep. need to play against Pittsburgh. Need experience, yep. And so um, other other starters are going to be kind of, you know, they're going to be in and out, you know, and, and if, if at all, if they're even in. But I think tackle's one where, you know, Justin Hamilton may not get as many snaps as he would in, in another situation because you want to see young players get on the field more than you would in other positions. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Tuesday, and uh, we'll get started getting you guys ready for the Hall of Fame game that will be happening uh, this Thursday now. Cowboy, this Thursday night, Cowboys versus Steelers. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!